0: Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles, as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Thursday edition of the show, and it's brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We've got two more shows this week, today, and tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows five days a week. Monday through Friday, you have a new Locked on Eagles. It can be on the Odyssey app, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You name it, we are available on all platforms five days a week. And then we always head on Twitter to talk birds at DBIASI, L-O-E, at Locked on Birds. You know, today's show is kind of special. Throughout the offseason, there haven't been many days where I've been proud to cover this version of the Philadelphia Eagles, right? You guys know I've been pretty unhappy about the way things ended with the Doug Peterson era, the Carson Wentz era, who stayed, who left, who is currently the quarterback, the way this team, you know, I I haven't hated what they've done in free agency and through the NFL draft, but at the same time, it hasn't been the best offseason for Eagles fans. We all know that. Considering what we went through during the 2020 season and this past offseason, but today I'm very proud to be a member of the Philadelphia Eagles fan community and the media alike. They announced multiple promotions this morning within the front office and within the scouting department, and two of them make me proud to, again, be a fan of this team and the ability to cover this team on a professional level. Two women were promoted within the scouting department and the front office, Catherine Raish and Amina Solomon, the Eagles, helping them knock down these barriers and move up in the NFL. Rache has been named the new vice president of football operations. And that's awesome. ESPNW, like that's not some... Just any position, Vice President of Football Operations, like that's Andrew Barry, it's Joe Douglas, it's uh, who is the guy Howie Roseman fired that Chip Kelly was super mad about? I think Tom Gamble, right? That was the right name, Tom Gamble. ESPNW says it is believed that Rache, holding the new title of VP of Football Operations, it's believed to be the highest ranking female executive in NFL history. So that is awesome that Philadelphia is the first team to have a female as their VP of football operations, the highest ranking female executive in league history. A little bit about Catherine Raich, back in 2017, she was named the assistant GM of the Montreal Alouettes in the Canadian Football League, in the CFL, and she was the only female back then in the CFL to have general manager in her title at the time, and she was only 27 years old, so this is a very, very smart football mind with a ton of potential and she's had a lot of potential since she was young. She previously served as the Eagles football operations and player personnel coordinator from 2019. To 2020. So, Catherine Raish named the new vice president of football operations. The Eagles making history in that way today. And then Amina Solomon has been named a pro scout for the Eagles scouting department. Solomon worked in football operations for Temple University for multiple years, and she's been a part of the personal coordinators for the Eagles the last three years. And it's funny, I was on Twitter today, very proud to see so many people rally around these decisions the Eagles made. They are not small decisions. Again, Raich, the first VP of football operations in NFL history that is a female. Again, ESPNW says it's believed that that is the highest ranking executive for a female in NFL history. And yet you see some, though, it's still disappointing. You see some critics talking about how, oh, you know, they haven't played the game. Therefore, they can't do the X's and O's work, right? They shouldn't have these titles within the organization. But then you don't see these same people turn around and say anything when a man that has never played the game gets these same titles. And look, I can attest to, as somebody that has seen, my co-host, Gino Camilleri, we signed on together as part of Lockdown Eagles. I joined in June of 2018, and then I thought I named him my co-host in August, right before the start of the 2018 season. To see where he... And Gino, I don't know his background in high school, but he did not play football on a very high level. I don't know if he ever played, but I know he didn't play in college or certainly not. No offense, Gino, at a professional level, right? But from 2018 to now, where Gino's knowledge of the game has grown in just three years, through the scouting academy, through endless grinding of the film and watching the Eagles, right? In college football, the dude watches the CFL and the AAF when it was existing and the XFL, and he's watching the FCS in spring, right? That dude eats, breathes, and sleeps football. And he did so much grinding to become a scout now with all 22, and he never played the game. So to see Gino, I saw firsthand how much his X's and O's knowledge has grown in three years through using all these different platforms. You don't think these women who are working at a much higher level than Gino and I in the NCAA, in the CFL, in the NFL, you don't think they've learned at an even higher level at a higher rate? Much higher. The way they've progressed, significantly higher than Gino and I. So... I just I I don't get that criticism. To me, I actually like that people of these titles and of these backgrounds are getting, I should say these titles. I don't always want people in charge of my team that played the game because a lot of them, you can see, have tunnel vision. A lot of them have one-track minds. They're not willing as much as others to adapt and to see the game change. They think because I played the game, I know everything there is to know about it and it will never change, right? You see that old man's club a lot of the time that just doesn't accept the Lamar Jackson types as quarterbacks. They say they're running backs or they won't go for certain type of players and they won't try to acquire talent in different ways like the Eagles did. You know, the Eagles built their Super Bowl team in 2017 through a lot of different avenues that the NFL really wasn't focused on. And a big one was the trade avenue like Howie Roseman kind of started the trade era of the NFL back in 2017. So I'm not saying all former players are like that where they have one track minds and you should only hire people that were not players, but I will say there's downfalls to both sides. And I like having this balance and I like having people of different backgrounds coming together and forming this Philadelphia Eagles football team. Because again, I think having different backgrounds, you have different perspectives and you're going to try everything and you need to be able to adapt or you're going to die. The only thing that the Eagles have an issue with is getting all of these different people and these departments and these different backgrounds, getting these people to work together. That is clearly the issue, as we read in The Athletic this past offseason, getting the analytics department and the scouts and the coaches and the owner and the GM, getting them all to work as one cohesive unit. That's more of the issue. But I really like the mindset of where the Eagles are headed here in their front office, and I'm really proud to be covering the team today as Catherine Raich and Amina Solomon named Vice President of Football Operations and a pro scout. Raich, the VP of Football Ops, and Amina Solomon now is a scout for the Eagles. Coming up next on this edition of Locked on Eagles, Brandon Brooks, the Eagles franchise right guard. He talked to the media today, and he talked about those trade rumors that were potentially swirling Back earlier in the offseason. We're going to get into that coming up next, right here on this Thursday edition of Lockdown Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by RockAuto.com. One reason to repair and to maintain your car is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Make sure you write down Lockdown, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Thursday edition of Locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase now getting into the comments from right guard Brandon Brooks, who met with the media today, and he said that he knew earlier this offseason that the Eagles had potentially shopped him in a trade and Brandon Brooks said it's a business decision, he understands, he knows that the NFL, this is the way it goes, however, he did say he wishes he had heard it directly from the Eagles, as opposed to hearing it from his mom, is actually the one who called him and said, okay, where are we going next, because she saw through the media that the Eagles had been shopping Brandon Brooks, so obviously, that's, again, it's key with the Eagles in the NFL, like, You hear GMs and coaches and players, they all say it's a business, right? But the way you do business is extremely important. Even if you, you know, you end up trading a guy, communication is key and respect. And, you know, that's one part that's kind of a bad look for the Eagles that they did not talk to Brooks. But maybe it was they were just fielding calls and it wasn't, you know, something they were really trying to do, maybe they were listening, but they weren 't pursuing they weren 't initiating these calls, so maybe that 's why they didn 't want to talk to him and you know get his feelers and his red flags up. But it is an interesting situation with Brandon Brooks because when you look at it, unlike Zach ertz you don 't have to trade Brandon Brooks like Ertz wants out Brandon brooks doesn 't necessarily want to leave the Eagles. he just signed a massive contract. What, in 2019? Like, he doesn't want a new deal like Zach Ertz does. Zach Ertz wants out because the Eagles are not going to pay him. They're going to pay Dallas Goddard. Brandon Brooks, on the other hand, he already got paid in 2019. And you can say, like, again, they don't have to trade Brandon Brooks. From 2017 to 2019, you could argue, and it's a strong argument, he's probably the favorite in a debate, that Brandon Brooks was the best offensive lineman in the league at any position. Left tackle, right tackle, guard, center. I think Brooks, if you were to take one offensive lineman, obviously tackle's more important, so teams would take tackles. But just based on performance, there might not have been a lineman playing better football than Brooks from the Super Bowl season up until that second torn Achilles after the 2019 season. So, And that was even after a torn Achilles in 2018. Remember Brooks, he has torn his Achilles twice in the last three years. He tore it against the Saints in the divisional round of the 2018 playoff run. So you saw him, though, once before bounce back and become the best right guard in football after a torn Achilles. In 2019, he had the number one overall PFF grade. He was number one as well in run blocking and number five in pass blocking. So he could bounce back once again from this injury like he did. 31 also isn't that old, right? For an offensive lineman, we saw how long Jason Peters plays and uh, Brandon Brooks looks to be in the best shape of his life. So having a guy like that, on your offensive line, along with Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Sayamalu, Jordan Maialata, Landon Dickerson, Andre Dillard, Nate Herbig. Having that kind of guy is crucial for a rebuild, and it's really going to help you find answers when it comes to your young quarterback in Jalen Hurts, and it would help your next young quarterback as well if you have to draft one to have or trade for a veteran to have a guy like Brooks. So it's not, again, a necessity for the Eagles. And that's maybe, again, why they didn't call him, because they weren't like dying to get rid of him. But at the same time, it does make sense why they would have been listening and trying to get feelers where the league had Brandon Brooks in mind when it comes to value through a trade, because the Eagles could free up $10 million if it was a post-June 1st trade. And look, if you can get a top pick for him, if you can get a first-round pick or multiple day two picks, a second and a third, or I don't know what Brandon Brooks would go for, probably not that much, but... You could justify getting rid of a guy, again, that's now had two Achilles tears in multiple years, 2018 and in 2020. You get rid of that contract, you get another high pick, you're in a rebuild, right? He is on the other side of 30. You'd be okay at right guard without him, right? You have depth there. Landon Dickerson could play the spot. I think Nate Herbig showed he could too. Heck, even I think in a pinch, Jordan Myelata could play inside. So you could justify they'd be okay without Brooks as well. And again, you just you don't know how another torn Achilles will affect him. You saw that the first time it didn't ail him. He was the best lineman in, in 2019. But there is that unpredictability there with how a second one will affect him in just three years. So it's kind of a back and forth thing. I'm interested to see how it plays out in 2021. I'm interested to see if he can still be a staple of the team long term on the field. I think... He, if, he, if I had to put my money on it, he'd be much closer to what he was in 2019 than something that looks like damaged goods. But again, two torn Achilles, he's shown he can come back from one. Can he do it again? It makes sense why the Eagles weren't all in on bringing him back, but it also makes sense why they weren't all in on trading him either. It's kind of in this middle ground right now, and you, you know time will tell his future with the organization. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You've got baseball in full swing right now. The NBA and the NHL, they are in the middle of the first round of the playoffs. You've got UFC and MMA action. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks at BetOnline.ag. A-G. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their runs to the Larry O'Brien Trophy, the World Series, and the Stanley Cup. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is, when you use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. Alright, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Thursday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's locked on Eagles. It's interesting. I'm talking about Brandon Brooks and his future with the Eagles. He said today as well in his press conference that he if the Eagles did make the playoffs last year, which I know only with four wins sounds crazy, but we all remember Until week 16, when they lost to the Dallas Cowboys, and then eventually tanked away that game week 17 against Washington, up until that point, they were in the NFC East race, even at four wins. Brandon Brooks said if they would have won the NFC East, Philadelphia, he would have been back for the playoffs. So again, I don't want to guarantee that Brooks will be again after a second torn Achilles. Like I don't want to say he's going to do exactly what he did in 2019, recover from that injury, and then become the best lineman in football again, but... Did you see how rapidly he recovered from last year? Like that was less than nine months of recovery time for Brooks, I think. And he would have played in a playoff game after tearing his Achilles in the summer. Like this dude regenerates faster than a lot of offensive linemen. The vast majority of linemen are not. I mean, did you see that guy? He looks yoked right now. He looks like he is in baller shape. So it's interesting to see, it's the second year in a row where you hear this, like if oh, if the Eagles could have just held on in the 2019 wildcard round, you could have got Carson Wentz back, Lane Johnson, Deshaun Jackson for a road game against the Green Bay Packers in and Lambeau, and you'd already beat them in Lambeau that year. And then last year, you could have maybe got your best player on offense back, in time for the playoffs. It's kind of an interesting what if. Like last year is not the same as 2019 because that team last year did not deserve to make the playoffs. And I guess you could argue the same thing about the 2019 Eagles as well, but, you know, very different circumstances. But it was interesting. Like I, I heard that about Brooks and I started to think like, what if the Eagles did make the playoffs? I always think about the what ifs. You know, I can't help it. I'm a speculation kind of guy. I love the what ifs. Could you imagine though, like if they would have beat Arizona or Dallas to stay in it, in week 15 or week 16, right? And they were up, what, 14-0 against Dallas week 16, and they had a chance at the end against the Cardinals after Jalen Hurts led them back. It was 26-26 late in that football game. If they would have made the playoffs and they would have played Tom Brady and Tampa Bay at Lincoln Financial Field, would they have given Tampa as hard of a time as Washington did? Remember, Taylor Henke and Washington had Brady on the ropes in the fourth quarter. I wonder if Jalen Hurts and that Eagles team could have done the same. I wouldn't have been surprised. Like I know the Buccaneers went on to win the Super Bowl, but again, they struggled against Washington and why Washington's offensive line, or I should say the defensive line and with the Eagles, how good their pass rush was last year, second in the NFL in sacks. And with the offensive line, getting Brandon Brooks back, you saw Jalen Hurts, his ability late in football games, specifically against Arizona and new Orleans, who knows what could have happened. And then I don't know, If the Eagles win the division last year, even at five, six wins, would that have been enough to keep Doug Peterson? Would the Eagles, would Jeffrey Lurie have once again allowed three years in a row, a team that limped into the playoffs, to run it back? It's an interesting what if. It's an interesting what if because although the Eagles in 2018 and 2019 limped into the postseason both times, they did go on crazy runs and got hot again. It wasn't like they got in at 7 and 9. Like they they did win and get hot themselves. They had to get help in 2018, but in 2018 they went 5 and 1 in the final 6 weeks. And in 2019 they won four straight games to win the division. So I don't know. They won a playoff game as well in 2018. If they would have did something like that again in 2020, I don't know, is Doug Peterson still the head coach or does Jeffrey Lurie finally say enough is enough with these late season runs? We still got to hit the reset button. It's a fascinating discussion. And if they had Brandon Brooks, that isn't like the Eagles would not have been a pushover against Tampa Bay, just like Washington wasn't like if Taylor Henke can do that against Tampa's defense. I think Jalen Hurts could have as well. So it's a it's a fascinating what if All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase signing off. This has been your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. We've got one more show this week. So again, be sure to subscribe to Locked On Eagles wherever you get your podcasts. And then we're always talking birds as well on Twitter after the show, at Locked On Birds, at DiBiase, L-O-E. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go birds.